This episode contains descriptions of extreme hatred towards homosexuals. It is not suitable for children or anyone who is sensitive to these issues. Uh, good afternoon, I'm Alex Greenwich, the member for Sydney, and I'm joined by Nick Stewart from Dawson Turco Lawyers uh, here today. That was independent MP for Sydney, Alex Greenwich. He's taking legal action against Mark Latham, One Nation's New South Wales leader, over what he believes was a spate of defamatory remarks on Twitter, print media and radio. On the 30th of March, Mark Latham made a, a horrific, homophobic and vile tweet directed at me. He then subsequently uh, reiterated that view... That On the 22nd of March this year, three days before the New South Wales election, Twitter user Susan Metcalf posted a tweet that quickly gained attention. The tweet, now known as the Metcalf tweet in legal documents, contained a link to an article in the Sydney Morning Herald titled Video Shows LGBTQ Protesters Pleading for Help Outside Mark Latham Event. Alongside the link, the tweet featured a text quoting Alex Greenwich, who described Mark Latham as a disgusting human being and warned against voting for One Nation due to their association with him. Just over a week later, on the 30th of March, after the New South Wales election, Mark Latham responded to the Metcalf tweet with a comment of his own. This response, known as the primary tweet in legal documents, was posted on his Twitter account at approximately 10.13am. The tweet read, and I'm quoting here, Disgusting. How does that compare with sticking your dick up a bloke's ass and covering it with shit? The primary tweet, accessible to Mr Latham's approximately 66,700 Twitter followers at the time, quickly gained attention and sparked outrage. However, it was later deleted around 2pm on the same day. But prior to its deletion, the tweet had already garnered significant engagement, with over 6,171 people seeing, retweeting and commenting on the tweet. But it's true. It's an absolute fact integral to our existence. It's not confected outrage or a confected point of view. But we find, we find the thought of having anal sex with another man to be off-putting, disgusting, horrible, you know, vomit-worthy. Basic natural reality is that we don't go for anal sex with blokes and it's puke-worthy. Let's jump on with Nico to delve into the details of this case. He's a Sydney-based lawyer and regular contributor to the podcast. I want him to answer the question, is this hate speech? And if it is, at what point does hate speech become defamation? So, Nico, do we want to start maybe giving everybody the full picture and then we can use that to hone in on the defamation case? Because we've been having discussions in the background over the last couple of days, you know, trying to understand how everything fits in. And from what you've told me, it sounds like this is basically one piece of a puzzle. I mean, Alex Greenwich is is playing chess here, right? 
Okay, so look, Alex Greenwich is a, he's a seasoned politician. His platform, he's the, he's the member for Sydney, right? Yeah, for 11 years. That's right. And he, I mean, he started off as a member of Sydney City Council. So that's his, that's his background. Now, why, why I say this defamation claim against Mark Latham is part of a bigger picture is because there's other things going on here at the same time. And this has been in the works for a while. So I think last year he put out a public consultation on doing on law reform for LGBTIQ plus laws in New South Wales. And so the culmination of, of that has been these three um, private members bills that he's introduced into New South Wales Parliament today. Mm. Like um, literally today, Thursday, 22nd of June. Literally, literally today. And it's just the first step, first step. So like he got, he goes up to the, to the lectern in the legislative assembly and said, I'm introducing these three bills, lists the bills, hands the bits of paper uh, off to to uh, to someone in the in the parliament, and mm. then they've got they've gone up on the New South Wales Parliament website. Mm-hmm. Um, the text isn't even up there yet, so this is how fresh this is. Yep. My understanding is that the, there's going to be some strengthening of, I guess, hate speech against uh, gay and trans communities. So. I think what Greenwich is trying to do is he actually, he knows, he would know, he's had the advice that this defamation suit, he knows it's a, it's a pretty weak case. And the point is that they want to pursue it to the point where it fails so that they can then turn around and go, look, see, people can say hateful things about gay people in the community and we have no recourse this is why we need these laws to stre- to strengthen the the rights of the gay trans community. So why do you think it's a weak case? <laughs> oh, we haven't discussed that. No, we haven't. No. <laughs> well, uh, I don't think that there's actual harm. So we have to remember that this claim happened with the new defamation laws, right, which have a threshold for serious harm. Yeah. Right? So I don't think he's at that serious harm threshold. I don't think Alex Greenwich has suffered financial loss or reputational loss. In fact, if anything, it's probably helped galvanise his base and his supporters. So it's it's good for him in a way. I mean, obviously his, his lawyer isn't painting it that way and it's oh it's terrible that he's being attacked online and he is being attacked online oh yeah Um, in more ways than one but yeah yeah but i don't think that you can hold mark latham personally responsible for it to the standard of this serious harm claim in defamation well it's interesting because if you look at the actual imputation here Right, So this is the part of the statement of claim where the applicant, Alex Greenwich, is basically saying to the court, this is what the defamation actually is. This is the nuts and bolts of it, so to speak. So it's that the tweet carried defamatory imputations suggesting that Alex Greenwich engages in disgusting sexual activities and therefore he is not a fit and proper person 
to be a member of the New South Wales Parliament because he engages in disgusting sexual activities. I have a problem with that. And just to clarify for everyone listening, this is purely a legal argument. So put all of your preconceived notions uh, to the side uh, because what Mike Latham said, in my opinion, is way out of line. He really shouldn't have said it. And I think it says more about Mike Latham than it does about Alex Greenwich. But let's put all of that to the side and look at this purely from a legal perspective. The issue I have is the link or the leap, I should say, that Greenwich makes from the disgusting tweet to the implication that Alex Greenwich is not a proper person to be a member of the New South Wales Parliament. That's the bit that I can't get to because I don't I don't think Mark Latham ever said that. I don't think Mark Latham was implying that because he's gay, because he engages in these activities, that he's not a fit and proper person to be a member of parliament. Not not only that, but there's there's the other there's the other comment that is in the claim as well, which he made to the Daily Telegraph, where I think Mark Latham said, "Oh well, he goes to schools and tells children about being gay," right. and the impu- and the imputation that they've claimed from that is that he that he grew that he's a groomer that he grooms school children. Like I, I also think that's a bit of a leap as well. I, I mean, yeah, you know what I think they're doing there. I think what they're doing. This is interesting because if you go through the statement of claim. It doesn't just include what Mark Latham said specifically. What he's also included in that legal document is a whole bunch of third-party interactions or sort of messages, DMs on Facebook, on Twitter, tweet replies, uh, certain anonymous pieces of mail that Alex Greenwich has received, emails that Alex Greenwich has received, voicemail messages that Greenwich has received where it's much worse. I mean, do you want me to read some of these to you? Uh, I might have to the, the, I mean, beep them heavily, really, but some of these will make you cry. Like some of these and, are really bad. And these are in the, these are in the defamation filing, right? Well, all of this yeah. is in the statement of claim. Let me read you two anonymous letters and a couple of voicemail messages that Alex Greenwich received and here is a massive warning. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have sensitive ears, do not listen to this. Stop now. Uh, fast forward the podcast. You do not want to hear this if you have sensitive ears. I've warned you, don't get upset because there's a public interest here, I think, for people listening to this podcast to, to hear these details. Okay, so you've been warned. Here we go. First anonymous letter. Greenwich, you piece of poofter shit, you fucking alphabet cunt. All you weirdo up the ass mongrels should be publicly executed, fucking poofter cunt. Okay, so I mean that that's like straight out gay like hate speech, right? Yeah, let me get to the next letter. Poor pathetic pedo poofter. Throwing you blokes over cliffs was too good for you. Should be hung, drawn and quartered. Fucking fairy faggot, horrible piece of shit. Go, Mark. Wow. I'm just going to give you. I know it's shocking. Like if you could see the look on 
Nico's face right now, people. Nico hasn't seen this. Let me just give you one more voicemail, and then we'll talk about um, we'll, we'll talk about this. It's just unbelievable. Here's a, a voicemail that Alex Greenwich received. Miss Greenwich, poofter, pedophile, piece of shit, faggot, cunt, jump over the gap, you cunt. I could go on. There's a whole bunch more, but I won't. I think they're the more severe ones. Nico, you look distressed now. Yeah, look, I can understand that, I mean, Mark Latham basically helps validate these people, right? And they wouldn't have attacked Alex if it wasn't for Mark's tweet, I think. There's a word for that. Would, would, you, would you agree for that? What, yeah, what, what's Do, the word? Dog whistling. Dog whistling, yeah. So... I, I would agree uh, with that, Nico. Sorry. Yep, mate. Um, But the question is, like, can you... I mean, can... Mark be liable for kicking all of that off. I don't. Like, I don't think shouldn't, so. Shouldn't shouldn't Alex be going to the pol- police with these actual like threats or the yeah you know ag- against him? And- well, I think this. I, I fully agree with you, Nico. I fully agree with you, and I think this is an important point. And I, I made this point to you offline before we came on here, Nico. That it's really important for people to understand where Nico and I are coming from. Let me lay it out for you in basic terms. Our view is what happened to Alex Greenwich is not defamation, okay? And to understand why we're saying that, you have to look at this case for what it is. It's a defamation lawsuit. This lawsuit is all about reputational damage. And we're going to break that down for you in a moment, but I just wanted to make this point. What a lot of that correspondence, if you can call it that, it's hate-fueled insults of the worst order, right, that I've just read out to you, that's potentially a hate crime, a hate speech, okay? Nico, you can talk about that in a moment, right? But to link that back to reputational damage, I don't think you can do that for the purposes of this legal case. So whilst, in, and again, Nico is, his face, I can tell, mate, you're still recovering from that, bro, I'm, I'm not going to uh, lie. I wasn't going to say this. When I read that for the first time in the statement of claim, I, I started tearing up a bit. Like, like imagine waking up in the morning, like going into your office, checking your emails, opening Twitter, you know, listening to your voicemail message, and having people telling you to kill yourself because of your sexual preference. Like, it's it's just, it, it's it's unbelievable. Like what frame of mind somebody would have to be in to get to that point to reach out to someone like Alex Greenwich and casually throw those insults at him because Mark Latham has supposedly you know enabled that behavior it is it's 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 unconscionable to say the least right and and Alex might have other successful claims against Mark Latham for making those comments I don't think he has a claim in defamation. Yeah. So, so there could be crimes here is what we're saying. But what we're yeah, dealing with yeah. right now is this defamation lawsuit. So why don't we, on that basis, I think most reasonable people would agree with that. We'll see if the court does. <laughs> well, supposedly the court's there to reflect the reasonable person, but we'll talk about that in a moment. Let's break down reputational damage. I was thinking about this and I was trying to create analogies because 
for those of you who don't know, the whole common law system is effectively based off analogies, right? <laughs> so that's why examples are so important. So if I said, let me think of something really racist. If I said, Nico, you are a brown man, you look like you have dirt on your face and therefore you're ugly and disgusting, okay? Is that defamation? It's probably racial vilification. Yeah, but is it defamation? <laughs> is the implication is that you're not a fit and proper person to hold public office or is it a highly opinionated insult? Yeah, look, I think I think the that bow to draw from insulting me to saying I'm not fit to hold public office is a bit of a long one. What about if I said you're a pedophile <laughs> or, um, or, or, or you're a criminal? Well, if you said I was a criminal, then that mean that would mean that I'm not fit enough to hold public exactly. office because you can't be a criminal and, exactly. and be in a public office. So, and, and being a pedophile yeah, is a crime, a highly yeah. antisocial crime. Yeah. Well, look, being homosexual used to be a crime too, but it's no longer a crime. Yeah. So yeah. But what about racist? What What about racist? If I If I claim that you're a racist, is that is that defamation? If you say that somebody else is racist, yeah. is that defamatory? Yeah. I think it is because, I mean, like I've said before, the worst thing you can call a white person is a racist. But in what sense does that harm their reputation? Does it Because other people would think less of them, and have, have them in lower standing because, oh, he's, he's a racist, you know what I mean? And, and so that would potentially affect their employability. I mean, we saw that case that Instagram, the food bloggers... Remember? Yes. That I yes. covered recently, albeit yeah. briefly, where one of the food bloggers, the Middle Eastern dude, said that the white guy, the Anglo-Aussie guy, was a, a pedo and that he was racist and he, and he, he won. That was mm. defamation. Just, just bear in mind quickly that the judge in that case was more concerned with the pedophile allegation rather than the racist allegation. I wonder if the outcome would have been the same if it was just the racist allegation. But anyway, with that in mind, think about uh, Peter Dutton when he sued that Twitter user for claiming that Dutto was uh, a rape apologist and Dutton won, but then on appeal, the respondent won. So the, the appeals court said that it wasn't defamation to say that Peter Dutton is a, a rape apologist. So then with all of that in mind, to say that someone is disgusting in quite explicit terms because they're homosexual, is that harming their reputation? Calling somebody disgusting is like a value judgment of somebody's opinion. In fact, isn't that even, even, isn't that even one of the defences to defamation, that it's honest opinion? Yeah, but what's the um, difference between saying you're racist and saying you engage in disgusting homosexual acts? I mean, if you take the if you take the uh, the word out, that's a value judgment, which is disgusting. Alex Greenwich is, is gay. does engage in yeah. homosexual acts because he's gay. Potentially, but, yeah. But yeah. calling somebody a racist, yep, right? If they are racist. I guess it's not defamatory because it's the truth. You and I could both have the opinion, Nico, that homosexuality yeah. is disgusting. 
Okay, I, I think I, I, think I, a lot I don't, of I don't do. have that opinion. No, don't no, no but we're saying we could have sure. that opinion, right? Yeah, sure. And th- th- I mean, for us to express that publicly, is that defamation? It might be hate speech. It, mm. it could be discrimination if you exclude somebody from doing something or engaging in something or being part of a group because you think that their homosexuality is disgusting. But like we keep saying, this is a defamation case. This is reputational damage. Yeah, and I, I don't think it meets that threshold. Yeah, either do I. Now, a lot of the messages, you know, emails and stuff that Greenwich has received, they're really offensive, right? Some of them are quite threatening, uh, pretty extreme stuff. Now, for those individuals who are doing that, let's put the defamation case to the side Say there's a pattern of behavior from several of these individuals using their phones, using email systems, right, to send that kind of hate mail and hate speech. I don't have an issue with that being a crime in these quite severe cases. And those individuals, you know, being banned from from owning a phone or banned from using email, I, I don't know how you would do that, but I don't have a problem with that. That's obviously separate to the defamation case. That's why I keep saying we need to separate what's going on here. Whilst it's not necessarily reputational damage, it could well be that these are crimes. How does that sit with you, Nico? Look, I I tend to agree with you. And one of the the good recent examples of that is what happened to Stan Grant with the King's Coronation stuff. Like there was heaps of vitriol and and hate, online hate um, towards him. And he made complaints to complete. Somebody was making death death threats to him or like threatening him over Twitter or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. And the 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 guy the guy got charged with um using a carriage service to is it menace, harass? Yeah, right. Like that's a crime. Yeah. Yeah. So so I mean there's other laws in place, mm-hmm. right, that I hope Alex is using like we we don't know because he I mean he even said in uh, one of these press conferences that he gave that he's going through those three avenues right the mm. defamation case he's he's reported um, Mark Latham to police and I guess asked that they charge him with using a carriage service to menace or harass he said that he's made a complaint to the New South Wales Anti Discrimination Board against Mark Latham but he hasn't specified what that claim is. But it's probably something like, um, uh, you know, inciting others to. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't follow that because like, uh, there has to be exclusion for discrimination, right? There has to be you're a homosexual and that's disgusting and therefore you can't come to this church. That would, right. That would be discrimination, <clears throat> right? That's true. So in the pure terms of discrimination, has Mark Latham discriminated? I don't think he has. He, he hasn't because he hasn't. Yeah, not let him. Yeah, there's no like exclusion use a service. Mm. Or, yeah, exactly. There's no, there's no exclusion. Mm. He hasn't, you know, denied him employment. So, it's it's hard to see what a discrimination basis would, would be. But there are some other anti-discrimination laws about uh, inciting and uh, like vilification and things like yeah. that. So, yeah. so ma- maybe maybe. And I guess the point is that if you can't go Mark Latham on any of those and it his behavior does fall below community standards 
is it a reason to strengthen laws to criminalise what Mark Latham's doing? I don't think Mark Latham has committed a crime. But should he have committed a crime? No, I don't my, think so. I don't. I mean, as as offensive as that stuff was, I, I don't. I don't think it's a crime. Like maybe maybe Twitter has grounds to suspend his account, yeah, or even expel yeah. him, or something like that. But yeah. I, I just don't think that that's a threshold. You know, as as much as I like honestly empathise with Alex Greenwich. And you know, really, Nico, in preparing for this show, I'll be honest, several times wanted to reach out to Alex Greenwich, you know, DM him, uh, give him a phone call, call his office, leave a voicemail, send him an email. I, I thought of what I could do just to let him know that all of that, like I've read your statement of claim and that is way out of line, buddy. Like I 100% am with you in trying to publicize how this is a problem. I fully agree with that, right? But I, I didn't end up doing that because it's not <laughs> it's not what I do. But when it comes to what Mark Latham did, <laughs> as abhorrent as it is, I, I just don't think that it should be a crime. What do you think about that, Nico? I think that we need to balance, I guess, things like free speech, right? people's rights to, to free speech and the point at which free speech becomes criminalised, right? Like uh, inciting hate, inciting violence, and they're not, they're not easy things to balance. But for example, I don't think it's the job of the courts to regulate these online spats and... Yeah. If you have the threshold too low, then you know the the court the courts are going to be full of these like cases that people bring against each other because of hurt feelings. Yeah, and I don't think that's the right way forward. I mean, my, mind you, I might be going off on a complete tangent because the the text of the bill isn't out yet. Alex Greenwich um, is introducing a similar bill to a bill that was introduced in Victoria to ban, what are they called? Gay, these like gay conversion oh, practices? Oh, yeah, yeah, therapy, yep, yep. So, I mean, I'd say that would have strong secu uh, community support. So that, that one will probably get through. But, I mean, how, how far you can go in silencing people's speech because... You're worried that somebody else is going to have hurt feelings from it. I, I think, I think there needs to be like a limit, a limit on that. Otherwise, we head towards being authoritarian. We're heading towards, just like in in China, where you can't say anything pub publicly against the government, under the fear that you'll be arrested and disappeared or sent to you know re-education camp. Like, what about some of those emails and voicemails? I think some of those probably already are a crime. They, they, that's what I'm saying. They are. And yeah. so Alex should be reporting those to police mm. and police should be going after those individuals. Yeah. They might be. Well, yeah, we, we don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I really hope so. Especially some of those, I mean, you'd think that he's probably posted some of the, those, the worst ones that he's got 
in the um, mate. There are so many more that I didn't read out in the, <laughs> in the statement of claim. It's, so, uh... so really, I I don't think a civil defamation court is the right place for you know people saying things like that on the basis of what Mark Latham has said. I think you should go after the people that have said those things. They need to go. He needs to go to police, mm. and th- those people need to be pursued individually. Like whether whether then that means that Mark Latham has been inciting hate crimes and hate speech is a different different story. But I mean, we don't know about any of that. The police hasn't come out and said any statements about them charging Mark Latham with any of that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I I, I agree. That was well said, Nico. Wrap this up for us. What's your final thought on all of this? My final thought is I think Alex has purposely set the stakes way too high for Mark Latham to Mm. be able to back out because he wants a personal undertaking that he won't say any – what was it? Yeah, he will will stop stop attacking the LGBT community. Yeah, and And an apology. A public apology. And, yeah. and damages, monetary monetary damages. So you might get an apology out of Mark Latham. Oh, no, nah, I don't think so. You don't reckon? It's his whole platform. If he apologizes, well, he may as well quit. But it's more than an apology. Like the thing to say, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to say like, you know, hateful things about gay people in public. Like that's the whole. That's well, his shtick. The whole. That's, <laughs> that's, that's part of the. Mark uh, Mark Latham One Nation, um, like well, it's not One Nation. Motorbase. It's not One Nation. Well, it's not because Pauline Hanson, remember, came out pretty quickly and said that I don't support what you said. But did she boot him from the party? Well, no, no she didn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I I just don't think it's entirely fair to drag One Nation into this as well. I think this is a personal issue. And, and, and I mean, I think some people will vote for Mike Latham, whatever party he's part of, right? Like he could run as an independent, I reckon, and probably still get in. I, th- I think the most amusing thing is that a, a, lot of, um, a lot of these like lefty gay rights activists probably voted for Mark Latham yeah, about back, 20 back years when ago he when, he, when, he was, when he was head of the Labor Party. So... <laughs> Listen, we'll come back to you with another podcast once Mark Latham files his defense. That hasn't happened yet. All we have is the statement of claim, et cetera, et cetera, and some other filings. So we'll come back to you in the next couple of weeks once that filing is in. And and I think it's going to mirror a lot of the points that we've made today, which concerns me that we're probably more aligned with the defense on this than um, than the applicant. But having said that, you know, it's important to distinguish just as a final note that folks today, we came at you purely from a legal perspective. I hope most of you listening appreciate that. I in no way, shape or form endorse any of those things said to Alex Greenwich or any of those tweets directed at Alex Greenwich uh, from Mark Latham. Uh, can I, can I put it on the record that mm. I think Mark Latham is a piece of shit. <laughs> you sure and, can. Yeah. And, and what he says falls way below community standards. Oh, yeah. But but whether it's defamation and whether it should be criminalized is a totally different Mate, issue. Pauline Hansen was shaking in that video. 
When, yeah, you, you got to you know. You got to go exactly, exactly. <laughs> when, when Pauline Hanson is off- is offended, you know you've gone too far. <laughs> like that's. Yeah. All right, ladies and gents. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Nico. Chat soon. See ya. See ya. Bye.